Hey friend, last episode, we talked about how sometimes it's a struggle for us as Christian women to say yes to ourselves. And that by saying yes to others first, we often put ourselves on the back burner. Now, you may not see or feel the effects right away, but over time, they just continue to pile up. And before you know it, what you have not intentionally given your attention to now demands it. And it always costs more. But it doesn't have to be that way. And it's never too late to live with intention. You, my friend, are in for a treat today because you get to hear from one of my business besties who is also helping women to redeem something in this season and in light of eternity, your wellness. Michelle McCoy is a board-certified holistic and functional health coach, a certified facial analysis practitioner, and host of the Treasured Wellness Christian Podcast. She supports women like you who've been struggling with ongoing fatigue or maybe pain so you can reclaim your health with anti-inflammatory lifestyle changes and natural solutions using a godly approach. I love that Michelle has a deep passion for helping women to really get to the root cause of dis-ease before it turns into disease, without the frustration and the overwhelm. Michelle is happily married to her best friend of 31 years. They have two adult children and their spouses and three grand dogs. And you can tell Michelle and her husband are currently thriving during this phase of living within an empty nest. So if you're in midlife or will be one day, you need this in your life. Want to intentionally say yes to your wellness? and regain your energy naturally as you transition to a new season? I thought so. So get ready to jot down these five tips. But real quick, before we get started, once you hear the steps Michelle recommends, you're probably gonna want to establish them as regular habits in your day and week. So be sure to stay tuned to this podcast for the Redeem Your Time This Fall five-day challenge. It's kicking off August 21st, where we're gonna talk about how to make the time for your wellness and what else matters in the eight key areas of your life, not only in this season of the year, but also in this season of your life. So today, let's focus on how to treasure your wellness with Michelle McCoy. Hey, busy girl, welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? You try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again, that's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then, God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what He's called you to, make the best use of your time, and overcome distractions so you can be more present, and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Well, Michelle, I am so excited to welcome you to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Now I get to hang out with you, um, but my audience is probably just meeting you for the first time. So 
I want you to first, you know, introduce yourself and especially tell us about, you know, this season of your life, you know, who and what is filling your time and uh, where is your attention going? Well, thank you so much, Lissa. I'm so happy to be chatting with you on your podcast. You have an amazing podcast. I love it. And I'm learning so much from it. Um, Yes, in this season of life. So I am a holistic health coach. I have adult kids and their spouses, and I have been married 31 years to really my high school sweetheart from different high schools, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah, we are in our empty nest season. We are actually loving it. Um, Yes, we went through a mourning period of that, but we are pretty uh, pro at this point, (laughs) empty nest season. So I am really focusing on growing my coaching business, creating content for the podcast as a holistic health coach. And I just love kind of hanging out with my chickens. You know, we have chickens and we've got a great garden this year. God has really blessed our garden this year, which is like the first time in years that we've had a really fruitful garden. (laughs) So that's exciting. But yeah, um, basically what brought me to holistic health coaching and holistic medicine, holistic way of living versus conventional medicine is really, we'd have to go back about 20 years. And this is when our daughter was very, very sick. She was having a lot of headaches and migraines. She was having skin conditions like severe eczema and psoriasis. And she was just really sick and nobody could figure out what was wrong with her. It took us a three-year journey to figure out what was really truly going on. There was a lot of testing, of course. There was a lot of trying this and that, a lot of medication. Um, And without going deep into the weeds of the story, um, you know, I just kept researching and I just wasn't feeling satisfied with the answers that I was getting. It was that mama bear response, right? Like my kid is sick. It's been three years. We've done all of this and she's still sick. She's not getting better. She's getting worse. And every single time I asked a doctor if food had something to do with it, because I was behind the scenes researching and changing her food, change, you know, taking, putting her on an elimination diet before I even knew what that really was. And every doctor told me food had nothing to do with why she was so sick, but they didn't have an answer for me. They were just literally throwing spaghetti at the wall and waiting to see what would stick. Well, I had to go out outside of the traditional medicine model. I went to holistic health and I was able to get the answers that I needed for her. And actually, long story short, food had everything to do with why she was sick. She had a gluten allergy. So even though I was changing up her foods, that never occurred to me. Again, 20 years ago, it wasn't as talked about as much as it is now, So once we worked on cleaning her gut, getting her healthier, just really taking out the gluten and the wheat out of her system, she was a different child within six months. So that is what brought me to holistic medicine. And, you know, even just her story, just going through what we went through with her illness and how long it took really just kind of gave me that passion and that drive to help other moms with sick kids and really struggling with their health and what was going on and not getting the answers. And 
through all of that, I also was having my own ongoing health struggles like fatigue and uh, pain, some autoimmune stuff going on, a lot of inflammatory symptoms. And so I was like, all right, I need to get to the bottom of this. And we always throw all our eggs in one basket for our kids, right? We take care of our kids first and foremost, and we don't really take care of ourselves that much. So that was me. I was letting my health slide and I realized I couldn't do that anymore. So once I started taking better care of myself, I was kind of in the middle of a career change and God told me to, you know, go down the path of nutrition. I did that. And so my focus started out with helping moms with sick kids, but then it quickly turned into helping the moms themselves who are feeling less than good, less than optimal, having no energy, falling asleep every afternoon or wanting to take a nap every afternoon and just pushing through not getting answers from their doctor because I had lived that. And so just kind of, that was a quick story of how God led me on my path for holistic health. But um, my heart is women and helping them to feel better because they are the heartbeat of the home. And it doesn't matter if you have little kids at home, you're a new mom, or if you're a grandma, it doesn't matter you are still the heartbeat of your home, whether it's just you and your spouse or you and a a big family. What a powerful story. And I love, I mean, I don't love the fact that you went through what you went through, right? Yourself and with your daughter. But what I love is how God uses those stories and those struggles as the way that he has called us to uniquely pour into others. And to take those things that we struggled through and then be able to help walk someone else through it with some of that hindsight, right? That we wish we would have had when we were going through that. So thank you for pouring into, you know, women in that way. And, you know, one of the things I heard you say was that oftentimes, whether whether it's because we have a, a child who has health issues or we're just in this busy season of life of raising kids, we tend to put our wellness on the back burner, And we talk a lot about this in Redeem Her Time, that when we don't make time for things, eventually they demand our time. And so we hit this empty nest stage, like you're talking about, right? And now all of a sudden, we're starting to see the effects of it. So tell me a little bit about, you know, why is this, you know, why do you think this is such a struggle for us, especially as women, especially, you know, maybe as moms who are now coming into this empty nest stage of life? What are some of the costs it has on us personally, you know, maybe even on our time and some ripple effects into other areas? Well, it is a struggle, isn't it? So many of us are, I think, taught, whether that's just from childhood or from church or all of the above, to really say yes to a lot of different things. And that we really shouldn't say no. We shouldn't, you know, like being at the church every time the doors are open, participating in every single ministry and an event at school and church and, and just doing all the things. Right. And so it really is a struggle when we start to feel less than ideal. And we're like, we have this war within ourselves, emotionally, mentally, like we don't feel good physically, but at the same time, we feel like we can't stop doing what we're doing. And also maybe because we've done it for so long, we just don't know how to break out of that pattern. But like I said, women are the heartbeat of the home, period, no matter what age or what stage of life that we are in. 
And like you and I, we are in our empty nest season. We are, you know, whether we're nurturing our marriage, our relationships, caring for our elderly parents or our grandkids, if we aren't feeling well, or if we aren't feeling our best, it affects every single area in our lives. And it affects our family too. Again, whether they're living with us or not. And, you know, mental health is a big topic that we're not really going to go into right now, but often it's glossed over with a script, you know, like a prescription for an antidepressant. But what we put into our bodies either either fuels us or depletes us. So there is a lot that we can do if we are, and I know we'll get into that later, but there's a lot that we can do to help nurture ourselves to then help us emotionally and mentally to feel better, which then in turn helps us physically. Because when we don't feel well, whether it's spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, it is a cost. It's a great cost. It's in our time, which you know, because um, what you teach on time management and the skills to make the most use of our time, redeem our time. We waste so much time if we aren't feeling well, because we're moving slower. We're not as effective. We don't have the brain power, right? We have brain fog. It helps, it helps um, slow us down even more when we can't think when we can't think of the words that we're trying to say or the, the task that we had to do. So we really waste a lot of time when we don't feel good. And that affects everybody else. It affects everybody that I mentioned in the beginning. If we are trying to take care of elderly parents or our grandkids or our family or just nurturing our, our marriage, um, taking care of our, our pets and just our home, like it affects everything because we are working out of less than ideal. We are working out of really lack. We Mm. just don't have what we need to pour into other people. And so we have to make an intentional decision to change that. For sure. Because if just left up to how we feel in the moment, right, it's oftentimes not going to lead to the kind of health long-term that we want And I love that you hit on that we need to, we want to be able to pour out, right? That's the essence of a with God life is what is God calling me? Who, who, and what is he calling me to pour out into? But then we have to step back and not just, you know, start pouring, but we have to step back and say, and how do I need to fill up first spiritually, emotionally, and physically so that I can live out my with God life in this season, Um, because, you know, like we talk about all the time, if we, we can't pour from an empty cup, if we're not filling up, whether it's time with the Lord or whether it's, you know, um, time to in the kitchen, preparing healthy meals or anything in between, we're, like you said, we're not going to have the bandwidth or the energy to be able to do that. So whether it's transitioning to a different season of life, you know, where maybe it, you know, we're, we're, we have kids at home and then not, or maybe it's transitioning to a different season of the year because we're kind of in that time of life, uh, you know, now as well. Like we don't want to stay in a place where we're not feeling good, where we don't have energy, where we have brain fog. A lot of these things you've mentioned, but sometimes it can be very overwhelming um, because there's so much advice out there about what, what we should do. Um, So as we're thinking about, you know, taking steps forward, like you said, being intentional and making that decision. um, And again, you know, just saying, I'm tired of saying someday, like I want to really create some sustainable, healthy habits to invest in my wellness. Like walk us through a little bit of that so we can start changing or growing in this area and start seeing some of those, um, 
you know, maybe those symptoms go away, but then also, you know, noticing the positive things happening. Oh, absolutely. Because there are things that we can do every single day to move the needle forward to having more energy, to feeling better, to feeling and being able to do the things that we want to do. Because at the end of the day, we have a heart to pour into other people, whether that's our our immediate family or extended or the church, the community, like that's our heart. And, and that's a good thing. God wants us to do that. Like we are commanded to help others, but if we are putting our health on the back burner consistently, it overflows into all of these areas in our life. And so I love the verse in first Corinthians it's first Corinthians six ten, where it says, everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Mm. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Now I love that verse. God showed that to me as part of pouring that into my clients as well, because if we're all adults, right? Like we know we can eat whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. But if that is not fueling our body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit, if that is not helping us to do the things that we want to do in an effective way, if that is dragging us down, making us feel worse, then is it really beneficial? Right. And we have to ask ourselves that. We have to take some intentional hard looks at the actions that we're doing, the lifestyle that we're living, the food that we're eating. And, you know, I joke that, you know, we had our fun in our 20s and we ate whatever we wanted and we were fine and, you know, all of that. But as we age, we really do need to be intentional. We do lose energy. We do have more fatigue. We do have more brain fog when we treat our bodies like machines. So I want to share five tangible tips to help regain energy in a natural way, because this is not about artificially inflating energy. No, we want to treat our bodies well so that it runs well and not treat it like a machine. So the number one thing is to be hydrated. Make sure you stay hydrated. So that means something like getting up in the morning and reaching for water before you reach for your cup of coffee. If you hear me, I know you've heard me say this a hundred times, Lisa. water before coffee. And it's so vital that we are hydrated before we put caffeine into our bodies. Girl, I we think are deep- every morning I, I like, I reach for my water bottle. I'm like, Michelle, I'm, I'm drinking my water first. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not here, but yes, I do. That, that nugget is in my head. Yes. And, and I'm so glad because you probably do feel more alert from that because you're dehydrated from sleeping through the night, whether you slept well or not, you're still waking up slightly dehydrated. And so we need to stay hydrated. So water first thing in the morning, put some fresh lemon in there to really give yourself that little freshness, a little boost of electrolyte naturally, a little vitamin C in there. So that's a great way to do that. You also can drink herbal teas because that is a great way to stay hydrated because you're not getting the caffeine as long as they are naturally caffeine-free herbal teas, then that would be something good. And then sure, enjoy your cup of coffee. Absolutely. But then the next thing you're reaching for is water. And you just kind of want to have that pattern. Not that you are you know, floating away, (laughs) but that you are hydrated because that is going to help your brain, your body, your energy, the brain fog, all of that. 
And then the second thing is eat smarter. Well, I don't think I have to go into too much detail because everyone listening right now is already thinking probably of some, what that means to them, right? Like how, oh yeah, how could I eat smarter? And it and it could be, yeah, stop going through the drive-through if that's you know your vice or something. But it also could mean stop skipping meals. Often women are so good at skipping meals, right? Oh, we'll make sure everybody else is fed, but we will, you know, not pack our own lunch or, you know, skip breakfast and just like, I'll grab something later from the break room or whatever. No, we need to be intentional, especially as we are over 40, we need to make sure we are getting enough protein. We have to make sure that we're getting protein at every single meal. You know, we don't want to just reach for the carbohydrates, of course, but even if you're trying to eat low carb, are you getting enough protein? Because protein, again, is going to help our brain. It's going to help our body. It's going to help give us natural energy. It's going to help us hormonally. So eat smarter and just think of what that means to you. Does that mean, well, I haven't had a vegetable in three days. Okay, well, make sure you put a veggie on your plate tonight. Start there. The next day, you know, do the same thing the next day and get into a habit where you are before you even, you don't even have to think about it. You just have a meat and veggies. You just know that you're going to eat vegetables every night for dinner. So you can't, don't feel like you have to throw everything out the window and do everything all at once. No, we want to simplify. We want to cut out the overwhelm, but we want to get you feeling better, feeling more energetic, reduce that brain fog. So the third thing I would say is to get restorative sleep. It's not just enough for you to get sleep. It needs to be restorative. So how do you do that? Well, the first thing, the first step in that is really creating a calming bedtime routine. You know, you so often we like go from one thing to the other and then we wash our face, brush our, che- brush our teeth and jump into bed. And then that's it. Like we're supposed to be relaxed enough to stay asleep. Well, you need to create a calming bedtime routine. I'm not a big believer in having any devices around you when you're sleeping, no TV, no cell phone, no computer. Don't be looking at your emails right before you're going to sleep. That is not a way to shut your brain down and just kind of get it ready for sleep. Also, we really should have a darker rooms, cut the lighting, you know, kind of think about the circadian rhythm, you know, how our ancestors would go to sleep when it was dark, because what else were they going to do, right? (laughs) But they had more sleep up with the sun, you know, down with the sun kind of thing. Try really hard to go into your room an hour before you want to go to sleep, maybe to kind of help create that calming bedtime routine for yourself, whether that's a nice relaxing bath or shower, rubbing some lotion on your feet, giving yourself a little foot massage, getting into bed with a mug of herbal tea and your Bible or devotional or just a good book. Again, not on your device. (laughs) And these are things that are going to help you to calm your brain down, quiet your brain, calm your body down, calm your nervous system down so that you can sleep deeper, sleep better. And I'll say one other thing. When, When we get up in the middle of the night, sometimes people will 
suffer from insomnia or they just, they just can't fall back asleep. And so they'll get up and they'll do laundry or they'll check email or they'll watch TV. That's not helping, even though it's, I get why people do that. I totally do, but it's really keeping your brain alert. So after time, you're losing a lot of sleep by the end of that week. And it's just not helping you. It's, it's actually adding fuel to the fire of brain fog and fatigue. I have a rule so, that if I wake up and uh, in the middle of the night like that, I don't even look at the clock to see what time it is because I feel like it triggers my brain to think about, you know, what time it is. And like you said, it just, it, it doesn't keep you in that. It's just time to sleep. So if my alarm did, isn't what woke me up, then it's not time to get up yet. And I'll go to the bathroom right. or do what I need to do and then just go right back to bed. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And that's a good, really good rule because sometimes looking at the clock can stress us out even more like, oh. I only have an hour before I have to get up, you know, and well, one thing that we can do is to kind of recite verses or, you know, just start praying and just let the peace of that lull you back to sleep if you wake up in the middle of the night. And then I would say fun and healthy movement. Okay. So you notice I didn't say exercise. This is not like, you know, work out hard, eat less, you know, do all this stuff. No. We're actually going to eat smarter, stay hydrated, get restorative sleep, and we're going to have fun and healthy movement. So what does that mean to you? Because it's different for everybody. Fun and healthy movement might be finding a new trail on your way home from work and making sure that you pack your sneakers and some water and a snack so that you can go walk that trail, you know, forever, how long it is um, or however long you have time for. That's fun. That's getting out exploring somewhere new. It could be kicking the soccer ball with your grandkids. It could be playing basketball with the neighbor kids. Like it could be anything, anything, cycling, um, doing a video online, you know, doing a hit workout, doing something different, going, just going for a walk. It doesn't matter as long as you're having fun and you enjoy it. Guess what? You're going to keep doing it. You're going to make that a priority in your day because not only is it good for you physically, it's good for you mentally and emotionally. And so you're going to want to keep doing it. And then the last thing I would say is to implement daily spiritual soul care. And really, you know, that should be number one, you know, or grab your water and then have that time with God. But Matthew 633, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all other things will be added. We will get through our day better when we seek the one that's helping us get through our day. When mm -hmm. we try to do it all on our own, it, it can be a mess. It can be a jumble. It can be a day full of frustrations and um, maybe some anxiety. Like we don't really know what our day is going to look like. We have an idea. You know, we might have a plan. But the Bible says, you know, man plant, plans his way, but God directs his steps. So when to go along with that with God lifestyle that you teach about, we need to seek God first. We need to make sure that, hey, God, this is what I have going on today. You know, this is what I need help with. Or is this what you really want me doing today? I've had to do that multiple times in the business. Like, this is what I have planned today, but is this really... Like, I'm not feeling quite right about it. Is this the direction I should go? And I'll pivot because if that's not the direction God has me going that day, but if I hadn't asked him, 
I could have gone on that direction. It could have been a total flop or I could have had a miserable experience, whatever it is. This is not saying that following God is going to make our day. It's going to be amazing. No, (laughs) in this world, we will have trouble, (laughs) you know, but take heart. I have overcome the world says Jesus. And the, the reality is we get through it easier because we have an advocate for us. We have somebody fighting for us, walking alongside us. So implementing that daily soul care. And I know that this can be hard, especially if you still have kids at home, but you know, that might mean that you have to get to bed earlier so that you can get up a few minutes earlier. Start with five minutes, five minutes every day. I love the first five app because you can, it's literally just five or 10 minutes. You know, you have a devotion, you have a Bible reading, um, and then you can go on your way if you want to. But I think what happens is like we get sucked in sometimes, right? Especially if we have been training ourselves, being very intentional with our time. We're like, oh, I like this. I like having this daily time with you, God. And so we learn, we kind of look forward to it, right? And that is going to help us then to be more intentional about taking care of ourselves, really physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Yes. It's going to, it's all about, right. Investing our time and attention in the things that matter and that ultimately are, you know, are moving us towards our with God life. And we talk all the time about, are we building our kingdom or his? And I love the idea of, yes, you need to feel your body. Well, yes, you need to hydrate your body. Well, yes, you need to sleep well and all these things, but then you also need to take care of your soul because God has created us to be this mind, body, spirit, you know, combination. And so wellness is inclusive of all those in an intentional way. And then we're not scattered throughout the day. I mean, yes, there may be times when, you know, things come up or we feel that way. Cause like you said, life happens, but I think I know for me, when I intentionally take the time to care for my body to care for my mind, to care for my spirit before I let the world start giving me all their burdens and concerns. It does. It makes a difference in our ability to be able to respond and in knowing where our time and attention should go. So beautiful ways to invest in our wellness and to truly treasure it. I love how you talk about it being a treasure, right? Like our time is a treasure, Mm. our health and a wellness is a treasure. And so when we treasure something, we value it, we prioritize it, we give it the time and attention that it needs so that we can, you know, enjoy it and not feel like that treasure is, is whittling away. So, oh my goodness, I love this, this list of steps. I've got, I've taken all kinds of notes as I've been listening today. And I know my listeners, you know, have as well. So as we just kind of, you know, wrap things up, because you and I could talk all day about these types of things, being intentional and and how that saves us time and, and all of those things. You know, what one piece of encouragement would you give to that woman who's listening, right? Who's, who has been struggling in how she's feeling or, um, in making the time for her wellness and really wants to grow in this area and start treasuring it. What would you say to her? Well, really you are a beautiful treasure and you need to believe that you need to believe what God says about you. You have to believe what he thinks about you. Um, I mean, I guess technically you don't have to, but you should, right? Believe it because when you remember who you are in Christ, you will gain confidence and insurance, assurance, you know, like we know, we know who we are. When we remember whose we are, we gain that peace and we get that victory, right? Because 
we are a beautiful treasure. We are chosen. We are deeply loved. And so with our bodies being a temple of the Holy Spirit that it is as daughters of the King, when we first recognize that, because, you know, I focus on health in three main areas of our lives, physical, spiritual, and soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions. So if we focus on the spiritual part first, then we are going to be able to help us physically and then in our soul with our mind, will, and emotions even more. So, and sometimes that means we have to give ourselves intentional care for a season so that, like we said earlier, you can continue to pour into others the way we want to and be more effective at it because when our bucket's empty, what are we really pouring out, right? So knowing that you're a beautiful treasure, believing that, really, truly taking God's word as truth, because it is. And sometimes that means you have to tell those voices from the enemy to shut up because you know (laughs) your work and you know your identity in God. And if you have forgotten, because we can do that, especially in the busyness of life and just the way we're wired as women, open your Bible to Psalm 139. Mm. Psalm 139 and breathe God's love over yourself by interjecting your name too. I believe that this part is so vital, like really truly understanding who we are as a daughter of the King that I put that part first in my program, in my raising the bar for wellness self-study program, because we can do all the things. Sure. But again, if we're not seeking God first, if we're not putting putting on, you know, the royalty that we are not really believing that not truly understanding that, then everything that we try, we end up, it fizzles away, right? Because we're trying it in our own strength. But when we do it, standing on the word of God, knowing that we are a treasure, knowing that we are chosen, then it gives us that confidence, that we have in God to do the things that we know we should be doing and that we want to do that we can be consistent with it. We can be intentional with it because we have the power of God with us. Such a beautiful reminder. Thank you for that. It ties in so beautifully to what we just talked about recently from Matthew 11 about Jesus saying, come to me, all of you who are weary <laughs> and exhausted yes. and out, right? And I will give yes. you rest, right? And, and what he's offering us. And we talked, we spent some time talking about that on a recent episode. So thank you for this. I love having you in my life. I love learning from you, not only about the physical things, but also the deeper heart things. So tell us about how my listeners can find you and what you have to offer that can help them to treasure their wellness. Well, I have really, really enjoyed my time with you, Lisa. Thank you so much. I love you too dearly. <laughs> but the best way to find me is by going to my website, treasuredwellness.com. There are some free ways to connect with me and learn more about holistic health. There's the Treasured Wellness Podcast, and there is a free resource there, the Foggy and Fatigued Blueprint. That is where I give three days of intentional action steps that you can take to begin regaining your energy in a natural way. And there are some really delicious recipes in there as well. And all of the info will be on the website, treasuredwellness.com. Perfect. We will link that in the show notes so people can go and find you. I highly recommend you follow Treasured Wellness Podcast and have Michelle in your ear on a regular basis um, so you can be learning from her about all these areas of our life. So thank you, Michelle, so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. 
I know that a lot of women are going to be blessed by our conversation. I have a feeling this is going to be not only well downloaded, but also well shared. So I encourage those of you listening, if you're thinking of a sister, a mom, a neighbor, a coworker, a friend, someone who would be encouraged and challenged by what we've talked about today, please share this episode with her because that's how we can help more women to truly not only treasure their wellness, but also to redeem their time. So Michelle, in closing, I love to ask my guests this question, just to get into your heart and calendar in the season of life that you're in. So as you're looking forward to, you know, the season you're in, what's one thing that you would love to make the time for in this season? Oh, Lisa, you got me here. Okay. <laughs> Full disclosure, I have a small office in my home that has become the junk room, Uh-oh. especially since our daughter's wedding. <laughs> this is kind of hard to say considering what you do, um, but it drives me crazy. It honestly drives me crazy. Sometimes I walk in, I look around, I sigh, and I walk back out and shut the door. <laughs> and I really hope I'm not the only person that ever does You're that. Not. You're not. <laughs> I have a closet right here too that I do the exact same thing. I'm like, I should do something about this, but uh, I'll just close the door. <laughs> yes, it's so much easier. But sometimes I will take 10 minutes to tackle it, but honestly, it's not fun. It's a little overwhelming and I just keep putting other things as a priority above it. So full disclosure, that is what I would like to do between now and December. Um, <laughs> I would really like to tackle that. Um among all the other things that I really love to do, that's the thing that I know I need to do. Um, and I need to make time for that. Yeah. Well, you're right. It's not, you're never going to find the time, right? It's always about making the time and, and really yeah. get, to get back to what's the bigger reason why, right? Like, like yeah. you mentioned, it makes you feel stressed out and overwhelmed and blah, right? I just want to close the door. Imagine how you would feel walking into your office and, you know, it just looking the way that you want. And it's so interesting how this external can be such a reflection of the internal, right? Like, it yeah. just, what will that allow you to do in your with God life? How will you better be able to pour out into the women that God has called you to serve if the environment that you're serving them in makes you feel that peace and that like comfort? Um, it's not, it's not a, a selfish thing. It's not a, you know, just a temporal thing of, oh, we shouldn't worry about that. I really do think it does make a, def- a difference. So I'm going to encourage you. No, that. Yeah. No, I'm gonna hold you accountable, so. I agree so much, but you know, I gotta say full confession. It's not my office. It's not even my husband's office. It's just an extra room that yeah. was originally the office. I kind of call it the cave because it doesn't have a window. Um, it's upstairs and it just doesn't have a window. It's, it's very weird, but anyway, <laughs> That has become the catch-all room over the last six years. So fortunately, I don't work in that space. I don't live in that space. But that's the problem too. It's easy to shut the door and ignore it. It is. It is. It is. And um, I know you're going to take steps towards it. And I'm excited to see, yeah, the the before and afters, right? Because this is, it doesn't matter whether it's a room in our home or whether it's something in our health or it's something in our calendar or any area of our life, right? We want to be intentional and makes the best use of that space, that time, that body for the glory of him and for his kingdom. So that's what we're on this journey to to do, right? Right. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Michelle. I appreciate it. And I'll look forward to connecting with you soon. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much, Alyssa. It's been fun. Now, do you see why I love having Michelle in my life? She helps me practically treasure my wellness as a gift from God. And yes, I do really hear her in my head 
every morning to drink my water before my coffee. So what did you hear today that you will remember? Of course, putting into place all five tips Michelle shared is going to have the most impact on regaining your energy naturally. But like we talk about around here, the key is to start small and be consistent with just one or two. Then you can add more. So here's today's community question. Which of the five tips Michelle shared will you start with? Come share inside the Redeem Her Time community and get some accountability and the opportunity to ask Michelle your questions in there too. Yes, I'm inviting her to be inside our community. She's a wealth of information and I love that she does it from a faith-led, whole person perspective too. And just a heads up, you'll be hearing more from her in the future, so stay tuned. Okay, friends, Michelle and I will see you over inside the Redeem Her Time community, where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode, and until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.